Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 156 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday indeed. Yeah, so 156. Not a very epic number, but when you do a podcast every week and there's 52 weeks in a year and you haven't missed a week in three years... 156 equals our third year birthday slash anniversary. That is crazy. It felt <laughs> like three years, partner. At all. It really hasn't. Nope. Three years is a long time, though. Seriously. It flew by, and I think we're getting better and better, and our listeners are enjoying us, and it's just really gratifying. I love it. I've not done anything three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But really, we want to thank the guests that we've had on, our sponsors over the years, and everybody who's listened and shared our podcast. We do this every week because we love the industry we're in and we care for those in it. We know everyone has a story and at some point we'll probably talk to every one of you. (laughs) If you want to be on the show... Feel free to reach out to us at info at voicesfromthebench.com or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Guess what this weekend is? Oh, yeah. It's the first in-person dental conference of the year happening in Grapevine, Texas. Elvis and I will be remoting in at the Argon booth on Saturday to talk to anybody that's willing to sit down to us. Make sure to head over to dlat.org to see the lineup for this great event. Hopefully, by next year, you and I can go and be back there in person. But for now, we'll be live but not live with our technician friends of Lone Star State. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to connecting almost in person again. (laughs) That was fun last year. That was really fun. I hung out in my room, went out in the sun, back and forth, and it was just a great day with a lot of great people. Yeah, so if you're going to be at that show, make sure you stop by and see us. Yes. Well, to celebrate our third year anniversary, Barb and I thought we'd bring back the very first guest we ever had on the podcast. Uh Uh-huh, with a sexy voice, too. We also had her on our second anniversary episode, but this time she came on for a full hour and she brought some of her friends. Renata Bundy is an associate professor at the New York City College of Technology teaching, of course, in the Department of Restorative Dentistry. It's all about Dental Lab. Mm -hmm. She joins us for this conversation with two graduates from that program. First up is past podcast guest and co-creator of the Digital Dental Craftsman, Jeffrey Tobin. Also joining us is another graduate who is on her way to become a dentist, Aniza Hussein. We chat about why they chose the program, what their experiences in class were like, and life after graduation. It's amazing to hear the differences in their reasonings, their motivation, and their goals. So join us in celebration of three years with Renata, Jeffrey, and Aniza. Hey, Barb. I called Oradent the other day about their P5 milling machine. Super. How did it go? I was introduced to the consumables Oradent offers, such as Delta Zirconia, Oradent ZR, 
Oradent cutting tools, and Quest PMMA. How convenient. You know what? You can buy the mill and the materials from them. Yeah, if you think that's convenient, you can also buy furnaces by Neighbortherm and vacuums by Renfert. Plus, I don't have to talk to a different person every time I call. I have a rep dedicated just for me. I have heard that their service is amazing. Absolutely. Oradent offers high-quality cutting tools made here in the USA, and they have great options for zirconia. Delta Zirconia, which is a super cost savings for labs, and Oradent ZR, made proudly here in the U.S. of A. Do they still offer dental alloys? You know, Oradent started off manufacturing alloys and will always provide high-quality alloys for dental labs. One of the few companies in the U.S. to still manufacture their own alloys. Is there anything that they don't supply dental labs? Actually, they also offer dental scanners and a 3D printer from Shining 3D. Hold up. Does that scanner have its own design software? Actually, Oradent offers ExoCAD for your designing needs. Nice. I'm not the best with technology and setting up all of this equipment, just saying. Well, we know, but that's (laughs) fine. Oradent has a technical support team who can help with installing or troubleshooting any problems. Wow, Oradent definitely is a one-stop shop for any dental lab's needs. How do we get in touch with them? You can always call our friends at Oradent at 1-800-422-7373. Or you can visit them at their website at Oradent.com. We super appreciate your support of the podcast, Oradent. Thank you so much. King Arthur had his knights. Captain America has his Avengers. And dentists have their laboratories. These unique individuals have gathered together to entertain and enlighten all who dare to sit down at the round table. And listen to the voices from the bench. All right, so Barb and I are super excited to be interviewing for our third year anniversary. And this podcast all started because someone was nice enough to be our guinea pig. (laughs) And we welcome back for the third time because we've had her on every year episode. Renata Bundy, how are you? I'm very good. I I guess I should consider myself very lucky to be the guinea pig. You started this whole thing that has been... No, you did, Elvis. You did. Barb and I haven't had a day off since, so thanks for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So Renata's out there in the City Tech Dental Technology Program in New York City. Yes. The school name is too long. I think I missed a few words. The school name is New York City College of Technology. I knew it was something longer. So Renata comes back with us with two graduates, right? Yes. So we have back on the program, digital dental craftsman, Jeffrey Tobone. Tobin. Tobin. Jeffrey Tobin. God. (laughs) Elvis, Elvis. It's a pleasure being here with you. I appreciate you coming on, Jeffrey. How are you, sir? Very good. Very good. Thanks. Nice. Nice to have you back. And then also joining us is Aniza... Hussein. Yes. Hi. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well done. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on the Oh, show. no. It's a pleasure to have you guys on. I want to talk about, I mean, we could have had Renata on by herself and we could have talked for an hour and it would have been fantastic. <laughs> but what we wanted to find out is from some people, why did you go to the program? What were your experiences in the program and life after? 
So Aniza, let's start off with you. How did you find out about dental technology? I've always been interested in the field of dentistry and actually I want to go to dental school. So I started looking still? at Yes, still. <laughs> and I started looking at dental programs. I knew there was uh, dental hygiene and I actually found out about the dental laboratory technology program after dental hygiene. And that actually really caught my attention. Uh-huh. And I knew that working on the patient physically, I'll get to do when I get to dental school, but working in the lab, I would never actually be able to experience that unless I get go into the program and get the training that I need. So I was really interested in the program and I finally enrolled into it to get like the field of like, let's say people behind the scenes. I call Mm -hmm. the dental technicians people behind the scenes. And yeah, that's how I got into the program. Out of all of the things that you learn, because I visited the school with Renata and my good friend Heather and saw everything that you guys learn, which is absolutely amazing. Was there anything that really clicked with you in particular as you were going through the program? What really clicked to me within the program was how connected everyone was. And because everything is connected, you just have to get the gist of it and uh, start networking. And networking is so important for this field. Once you network, you're pretty much in the beginning of success. I would agree. You went through the whole hygiene program before you went into dental technology? No. No, okay. I picked this program between hygiene and... Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Good call. Yeah, heck yeah. (laughs) Actually, my sister went into dental hygiene and she is crying and complaining (laughs) about it. I'm like, yay, I was lucky. (laughs) I picked the right one. (laughs) We had fun all the way. Renata, do you get a lot of students that have that kind of which one to choose, why technology? All the time, and especially because our program is so unknown and our profession is so unknown, the students oftentimes find out the last minute or when they start researching other programs like radiologic technology or hygiene or nursing, and they find us, you know, and they start like, oh, what is this? You know, this is the technology and the art and science, Uh, so... They come visit us and oftentimes they switch to us and oftentimes they become technicians. Yeah, that's why I was a little disappointed here. You still want to be a dentist after all this. Well, the good part of it is that some of the students actually come to our program because they want to continue into dentistry. So not many dental students know that, but this is an amazing path to dental school. So either you want to be a technician or dental tech, just think about those dentists who go through dental technology program, that they're going to be much better prosthodontists if they choose that path, you know, or they're going to be much better general dentists. So we've had in many programs, those kinds of students and graduates, and they did really well. I can see that totally put together. That sounds um, pretty amazing because then then they have a better understanding of exactly what we do, meaning dentists. And vice versa, technicians that understand yeah. what dentists do. I mean, we've talked about that plenty of times. Nothing. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I want to add, Yeah, we had no idea before getting into this program that within the four years of dental school, the first year and a half is actually restorative dentistry. And once I finished the program, I'm like, wow, I'm actually ahead of 
people in dental school. So this is really mm-hmm. going to help me in dental school. And I only found that out from friends that are already in dental school. Interesting. So Jeffrey, why'd you decide to go to the City Tech? Yeah. So, um, you know, I remember when I was finishing high school, you know, I really was intrigued by like architecture and I was thinking about going into architecture. And then I sat down with my parents and, you know, my dad was a dental technician and he was like, you know, I don't know if I can afford architecture school. He was like, you know, why don't you try what I do, you know? So I was like, okay, you know, like maybe, you know, use that as a, as a way to get started and then, you know, do whatever I was able to make as far as money, pay for my own architecture program. So that kind of how it worked out. And then I, you know, I ended up going to the program and I fell in love with dentistry. So, you know, I kind of stayed in the field. Basically, that's how it goes. Yeah. So you had a pretty good knowledge of what the school is about from your father. I mean, what's not really? No, I honestly, I I, I never really like my dad never taught me anything. I never knew, you know, anything coming from him, really. You know, I watched him doing stuff at home, but I never really paid attention, you know, and so I kind of had an understanding as far as what restorative dentistry was. I know there was a lot of students in the program that came from like the hygiene program and they had no clue. So I did definitely had some background, you know, understanding for sure. Was it one of these things where you'd be in class, be like, oh, we have one of those in our basement. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically how I got introduced and how I got started and how I ended up at City Tech. So you're a a practicing dental technician now. What do you specialize in, if I might ask? Yeah, no, I have my own laboratory. I've had my own lab now for maybe six years. Yeah, that's why, you know, I love having the lab. You know, there's a huge transition I notice in the field. A lot of in-house labs growing. Labs are definitely not as, you know, they're not up and coming like they used to be anymore. But, you know, I I still love what I do. Did you make it through last year okay with all of the COVID nonsense and everything that went on? You know, definitely I did have to close the lab down for like two months. Yeah. It gave me time to concentrate on the digital dental craftsman end of things. And we were doing a lot of presentations and we had a lot of free education that we created for people, you know, so a lot of the people that were part of our group shared their information with everyone. And it was a, it turned out to be, you know, an entertaining kind of period of time uh, with everyone kind of chipping in into keeping ourselves entertained with all of these presentations. You know, there was like much more to do, especially if you don't play video games and all you do is, you know, uh, you know, like either... I don't know, we just work and come up with ideas and things. So it, it was very interesting and educational. So, you know, a lot of people use that time to learn. You know, that's really what happened. Now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A ton of them did. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. We've just been podcasting. <laughs> so, Aniza, what are you doing right now? Now that you've graduated, are you just waiting to get accepted into dental school? Uh, no, actually, there are prerequisites for dental school. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a bachelor's degree at City Tech still in applied chemistry to get into oh, dental wow. school. Yeah. Wow. You're going to be one of them smart ones. She already is. <laughs> going to be. I know. Uh, there's my girl. Yep. There's Absolutely. always more to learn. I learn something new every day. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about when you guys first went to the school. What's the first classes they start taking, Renata? What introduces people to our industry? Well, definitely it's tooth morphology to start with the knowledge of the tooth and its functions. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, crown and bridge and dentures and material science. Those are the basic classes they start and then they keep progressing through dentures and to more involved prosthodontics and occlusion 
uh, the business spectrum of, of the profession. So there are numerous classes they have to take to complete within two years. And oftentimes our classes are composed of a lecture and a lab. And so the labs would account mm-hmm. for six hours or three hours and the lecture for a one hour. So it's not your regular, you know, you go to school, you stay for one, two hours for a lecture. It's like six hours of lab, one hour of lecture. So they have a lot more time they have to spend in the laboratory spectrum of things. And so these students become very dedicated. They get a lot of hands-on. So they take the, the cases from start to finish in every class. And they learn the basic steps. You know, I have to say that the two years gives them a very well-rounded idea of the basics of dental technology. And then they have to get out and go into the field and spread their wings and, and learn more. I felt when I finished this program in 1999, when I finished the program, I felt like I just, you know, started And I have so many questions. I have so much more to learn. And I went for continuing education courses because we don't have bachelors, really. There's only one program in the country now that offers it. But there's a lot more for them to learn. So with my talks with Jeffrey through his career, you know, I know that he spent hours and hours on the computer learning in the labs and, you know, helping them out with the digital dentistry. And so he became the expert in digital dentistry, you know. So now he has this amazing group of digital dental craftsmen and he's providing education for doctors and technicians alike all over the globe. So that's something definitely to be extremely proud of. And, you know, he's one of ours. So, <laughs> so we always like, you're yeah. ours first, you know. And then Anisa, Anisa <laughs> went last year to, uh, was it last year or two years, Anisa now? Two years, right? To Jamaica for yes. the humanitarian uh, trip. And she was assisting the doctors oh, wow. and, you know, providing dentures and other types of restorations for the patients, you know, for undeserved populations. So Anisa had some good experiences. This was the only time we were able to organize this kind of trip. We got donations from Henry Schein and from our college. And it was an amazing experience. Anisa, overall, during her two years, she was a superstar. Mm-hmm. You know, also the president of the students club called Joe's Club. And I mean, she just, she's just one of those that, you know, she's going to succeed no matter what she does, you know? So, and it's not just Jeffrey and Anisa, I have to say, because there are so many wonderful success stories, you know, we of course want to keep our students, our graduates in the profession, but if they decide to branch out and do something outside of it, you know, as long as they're successful and we help them along the way, we are happy. So when you say that, that's a great segue into what I was going to ask you, Renata, is do you have a lot of laboratories locally or within, you know, 50 mile radius that come to school looking for technicians that can fill once they graduate? Just to give you an idea, last year, I pulled out some statistics for our program. We got 56 job opportunities for our students and graduates, and we had only 19 graduating. And 19 graduating from the class of, like, we admitted 105 this year. Last year was, uh, we admitted 93. And then the mm-hmm. year before was 84. But we only graduated 19 because of COVID. You know, some students postponed their education. Yeah. Some just dropped out. So we had a little bit of a hard time. And I know other educational institutions did too. But 56 job offers for 19 graduates. It just shows you the need for wow. technicians in our profession. And this year, in 2021, 
right? The semester just started at the end of January. So let's say we are a month into this semester. We already got eight job offers for our students, graduates. How many of them are from Jeffrey's lab? Jeffrey, how many, <laughs> how many of our graduates do you employ? Yeah, we have three employees now, but uh, nice. it's a small digital lab. I mean, uh, it's one of those things where unfortunately... Technology has come such a long way that, you know, now the machines do so many of, you know, these jobs that people used to, you know, kind of have. So when you guys, you were going through school, like what, do you learn CAD CAM? Do you learn to design? Uh, no, when I went to the program, honestly, I don't think that was part of the program, but it, it is now. What year did you graduate, Jeffrey? I think it was like 2009. Renata, what was it? Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think somewhere there, and we were just getting our, you know, CAD CAM systems yeah. in place. Because when I was there, you guys had a full class of CAD CAM, I believe. Yeah, so Anisa went through that class. Yes, I got lucky and I got to learn a lot about a CAD CAM, and that was fun. Which software does the school have? Three <laughs> Yes. Why do you laugh when I ask software questions? Because everybody has three shape. Not necessarily. Okay. What kind do you have? We have a three shape right at this time, but in the past, we started with Noble Biocare. That was our software to go. And then we also got Uh Sirona and we taught students on Sirona for a while. And now we have the full uh, class with three shape. There you go. See? Thanks, Renata. (laughs) (laughs) So, Anisa, when you first came into the classes, you had zero experience with teeth? Am I understanding that right, or you already went through a program? No, I actually had no experience in dentistry at all. At all? At all. But once I got into the program, I realized how much passion I have for this. And I wanted Mm. more, like, I wanted more information and and knowledge in dentistry. So I actually went went ahead and enrolled into a dental assisting program in a private institute right around City Tech. Mm -hmm. And I actually now, I'm a certified dental assistant as well. And when I went to that mission in Jamaica, I was not only able to helped them as a dental technician, but also I was able to assist the oral surgeon there as a dental assistant. Wow. Oh, wow. What was that like? That was an amazing experience. It felt so good. Wow. (laughs) It was a pleasure doing that. And that's what I want to do, you know? And when you see yourself doing it in real life, it's like, wow, I can really do this. And you see the passion in yourself for it. So yeah, it was a great experience. What was your favorite part in school with all of the different things that you got to learn skill-wise? Did you like setting dentures, CAD CAM? I love setting dentures, yes. Yes, CAD CAM was a little challenging because it was something new. Obviously, we were doing traditional methods first and then learning it um, how to do online was definitely challenging, but... I love challenges and I had so much fun designing prostheses online also. And other than that, my favorite part was actually waxing in Professor Budney's class in morphology class. Thank you. That was very nice. But I also want to mention that Anisa was the graduate of 2020 and the whole spring semester was under COVID. 
And this is when the shutdowns happened and, you know, Mm. the stress and anxieties that students had and and inundation with messages online and with, you know, a lot of materials online and studying by yourself. So Anisa, you know, didn't have the best ending in the program because she had to go through a lot of online classes, which were not really meant to be done online. Yeah, I was going to ask how you managed that. So the students actually did everything and all the lectures and everything online? Yes. So in 2020, we have moved everything for the reminder of the spring semester. Starting in March, I think it was March 13 or something like that. Yeah, it was almost a year ago. Yeah, online. And uh, the lectures are not a problem because you have PowerPoints, you can explain, you can record them, you can put the movies in and whatnot, but the labs were the problem. So what the faculty started doing, they started recording the procedures for students in the labs and showing them videos of how the procedure happens and then testing them on that, asking them to either write reflection on it or do a a test and whatnot. We tried to do what we could to get the students, you know, proficient and understand the the processes, yet be able to graduate on time. Otherwise, our our option was to to postpone the classes until the uh, school opens and then postpone the graduation which nobody wanted to do. The same thing happened with all the other programs. You know, we all dealt with it the same way. Is the school open now, might I add, for students? The school is open for the laboratories, for the hands-on, and it was in the fall as well. So we were able to do the, you know, hands-on exercises in school and the lectures are still conducted online and they're going to continue being conducted this way. But out of all the programs in the school, only the health professions were able to come back like nursing, like dental hygiene and restorative mm-hmm. dentistry mm. to have their classes. Otherwise, everybody was online in fall and continues being this way through the spring. So we are lucky. Yeah, I'll say. So Jeffrey, when you first came to this school, did you find it challenging or was it kind of something that you were able to grasp pretty easy? You know, I would definitely say there were people that had some experience uh-huh. Honestly, there was a lot of talented people, and Renata can attest to that. There was a lot of talented people that came out of that class that year. Professor uh, Galvis, uh, he became a professor. Uh, Milos, he was he's still very talented. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of people uh, that, that were very talented. Sure. I, I didn't have the hands-on experience, but you know, I, I remember at that time, Milos was so good because he had some experience from Serbia, I think he was from. Yes. You know, it really pushed me to be better. So, I, you know, I, I, I did okay, I, I would say. I don't know. I mean, I got some, um, they, they used to, I don't know if they still do, the rewards they used to hand out. or Rewards, yeah. I got the Russo. I got two. I got one on uh, fixed prosthetics, and I got one on, it was like excellent award, excellence award or something like that. And But uh, I learned it there, honestly. I didn't know anything from before, but, you know, yeah. maybe there is some DNA in there from having it from my dad. My, you know, I used to be very good at, you know, I'm still good oh, at yeah. drawing and, you know, things like that. So it kind of helped. So just definitely uh, I do have an artistic side to me. What about the lecture and book part? I mean, was it super hard to grasp all the concepts and the terminology? Uh, no, I mean, no, it's just like when you go to school, you got to learn it. You know, I don't know. I'm sure it's harder to like learn all the body parts. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, the intraorally, there's only like so many things. But, you know, it wasn't easy. I wouldn't say it was easy. It, you know, it, yeah. At the end of the day, you do come out. And, and, and this is definitely one of those things that, like, when you learn and you get in the field that, 
you know, you, you are glad that you had that textbook, you know, understanding. I feel like you, you definitely do come out missing some of the hands-on experience because I remember starting my first job and just getting crushed. I don't even want to say the guy's name, but he <laughs> like crushed my spirit. I was, you know, I remember going home and telling my dad, it's like, you know, I, I don't know anything, you know, I mean, I'm not good. And he was like, no, it's, oh. you know, like, just keep going at it. Just keep going. You know, you do realize that there are people that uh, have so much knowledge and, and experience. And, you know, when you do come out and, and you see some, like, some of the stuff these people can do, I don't know, in a way you kind of come out thinking like, you know, everything. And then you kind of get like really quickly, uh, you know, brought back to earth. Like, I don't know, you know, you really don't know everything. So that, that was something yeah. I had to go through. But the guy, even though he did what he did, you know, did teach me a lot. And I gained so much experience from him. He, you know, I, I remember when I started, he would only pay me like $150 a week, which was like nothing. But I, oh, at that yeah. time, I, I was like, whatever, you know, as long as I, you know, I was like, fine, I'll work for you for $150 a week. But teach me, you know, and that's what he did. And, and I learned a lot. So it was kind of like I was investing on myself. Thank God I was living with my parents. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that if I wasn't living with my parents. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, that, that's kind of how, you know, I gained a lot of experience very quickly uh, from investing that time with this guy and working with him. And, and then from there, it just kind of flew. You know, I, I was able to pick up diagnostic wax-ups, uh, get into mounting. You know, I did all the steps, everything, uh, articulating and I was a plaster man, then I was waxing, and then I got into ceramics, then I got into designing. It was a good experience to kind of get to know everything from beginning to end, for sure. And after being in the field, was there ever anything you run into where you wondered why they didn't teach it at the school? Oh, yeah. That maybe they didn't have time? <laughs> yeah, I bet. And there's so much in our industry. It's, it's insane. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I came out, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I wanted to choke everybody in the school. Like, I had not know this happened. <laughs> But yeah, you know, you do bump into those. But, you know, I, I'm so grateful to all the professors. You know, at the end of the day, there's always something that you just can't teach in, in school. Like, I realized that, you know, like, you have to have a skill in you, you know, something. There's got to be a, a part of you. I mean, if you look at every ceramist technician out there, they all do different work. You know, everybody has their own yeah. way of doing things. So that part of it has to kind of be born out of the person after going to school. That starts to come out, you know, little by little. On my end, I got really into the CAD stuff. You know, I really liked it. And, you know, you can be a bad CAD designer just like you can be good, you know. Oh, yeah. It, it just it, it facilitates things. It's a tool just like anything else. But yeah, no, sure. there's, there's definitely that feeling that when you come out of school, you're just like, yeah, I didn't, I wish they would have taught this or they would have taught that for sure. But yeah, they can't put it all in there. I don't know what we're No, absolutely not. And you, and you have no way of knowing where someone's going to end up to teach them everything. Cause it's, well, it's just like dentists. I mean, you look at what the dentists go through and they don't even get taught how to run a business. And that's probably one of the most important parts. And so it just, you know, there's just so many facets of what we do and what we need to know that uh, experience is really golden. I wish I would have gone to school, though. Everything is changing so rapidly, you know, especially for educational institutions. It's so hard to catch up and on new technologies and things like that. 
And then you have the factor of the faculty, you know, the more faculty you have, like our program has a lot of faculty, probably around 20. It's individual, just like technicians, dentists, or anybody else, you know, how far they're going to take themselves professionally and if they're going to stay on top of things and bring this back to the classroom. So there's a lot of factors, but thinking that we only have two years and really each semester is like, what, three or, or a little bit more than three months. And if you put it in hours, how many hours we really take to teach the crown and bridge or dentures, then you start thinking, oh, my God, we did miracles with these students, no matter how you look at it. You know? So <laughs> yeah. I do want to yeah, choke sure. myself or like I can do always more and more and more. And I want to have more equipment. And I want to have more for students. But at the end of the day, you know, the fundamentals have to be there and, and we have to concentrate on these fundamentals and hope that when the students get out after two years, they can find a good home in the laboratory to teach them the rest and they gain that experience and they fly with it. That goes with any kind of educational program. Either you go for business, for dentistry, for architecture, for anything. You don't come out from school knowing and, and being able to do everything. You have to gain that experience. Are you still teaching now, Renata? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought so. You're doing waxing? Uh, waxing is in the fall. Right now I'm teaching uh, fixed prosthodontics, Oops. so we're doing some crowns and bridges. Wow. I need to come back up there and visit you guys. Definitely. Maybe <laughs> not this semester, maybe next semester the regulations will ease up because every time we get to the building, we have to you know, go through the app and, and whatnot. So I don't think they allow us to bring any guests just yet. So we do everything uh -huh. virtually and we only meet gotcha. for the labs. But we can't wait to invite people and have everybody back in the building. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So how do you prepare the students to enter the the lab industry? Do you prepare them for the production type workflow that they might be a part of? No, I think we we try to prepare them for all kinds of situations, but what we concentrate on is to give the students the basics of all aspects, mm -hmm. the crown and bridge, the ceramics, dentures, partial dentures, orthodontics, and implants. And then we also talk about tooth morphology, occlusion, material science, and business part of the profession. And we invite the guest speakers. We invite different employment opportunities from the labs and big labs, smaller labs. You know, the students want to get some sort of experience. We try to accommodate them as much as we can and invite students to different lectures and seminars, webinars. Jeffrey has, you know, sent us some information. So we invited students and faculty to participate. So we try to instill that, you know, that, that base and the love for learning as they come out and try to make them, you know, somewhat employable and marketable when they come out. And I have to tell you that in recent years, it is very refreshing to see labs coming to us and asking us for graduates, you know, to promote their businesses that they want to employ our graduates. And they starting to see more and more value in graduates because they don't have time to train them with somebody off the street. So it's nice to get that recognition. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'll take any of them. I just don't think they'll come to Indiana. <laughs> there you go. But hey, I'll advertise it for you. Maybe somebody wants to move. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know why, but maybe. I bet they'll come to Florida. Well, we That's we true. also we did put Barb's lab once and we put labs from all over the country. We have yeah. Aspen coming and they have locations all over and we had the students move to uh, Pennsylvania. We had the students move to California for the job opportunity. Wow. So you never know who is looking for what, you know, and, and with the current situation, you know, we have a lot of our students are in the city 
in New York City. And, you know, being the congestion and the virus and everything, who knows? Maybe they'll be looking more for spacious places out in the country. Yeah, you can say boring. It's okay. No, I, I <laughs> don't live in the city. I love to live in the suburbs. <laughs> I would love to live in the city. Just saying. Maybe for a love while. Yeah. What's next for you, Aniza? Dental school? Is that what's next? Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, right now I'm just finishing up my uh, four-year program. And at the same time, I'm studying for the DAT. And hopefully I'll be soon starting to apply to dental schools. What's the DAT? The dental assessment test to get into oh. dental school. Oh, the test to get in. Correct. In addition to everything else. Have you studied for that? Yes. Um, so it, just like any other grad school test, like an admission test, and just like the GRE, uh. there's a DAT for dental school. And then in addition to like the prerequisites, the, the higher GPA, this, that, in addition to all of that, you need the DAT. It's mandatory. You cannot wow. get into dental school without that exam. So yeah, I'm studying for that, and hopefully after that, I get into dental school. <laughs> sure. Do you think there's going to be a lot of dental technology questions on this test? No. No. <laughs> Actually, this exam has really nothing to do with dentistry. Um, this exam what? is only yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, this exam only consists of chemistry, physics, English, and like, and that's it. Math. Interesting. That's why I didn't become a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with chemistry whatsoever. They just want to see how knowledgeable you are in other majors, what makes you be a dentist, I guess. Interesting. That's not. I've wow. worked with some dentists that I don't think they would be able to pass that kind of test. But I guess maybe <laughs> they did at one point. <laughs> they did. And actually, if you get a low grade on that test, you're not getting into dental school. Really? Wow. wow. Yes, that test is very competitive. So are you looking to practice when, that, when you attain that? Stay in New York and practice in New York? I want to do my education, my complete education in New York. After that, I am planning to move somewhere else and open my own practice, obviously. And then I want to add an in-house laboratory since I am a dental technician as well. Oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah, I bet you you'll be doing I both. I always yep. want to keep a part of dental technician with myself because that is definitely an experience that I had and I, I want to keep that alive. There's a lot of dentists that are practicing ceramics out West and I have one here in Clearwater, Dr. Brum. He's a CDT and he loves it. We have Dr. Sousa here on Long Island too. Mm -hmm. That's the way that I kind of foreseeing dentistry going is more in-house labs and less the production big lab. I think it started with CEREC now with the technology, the way it's advancing, it's making it more accessible for the dentist. You know, the equipment is cheaper, you know, and it's it's easy. <laughs> That's why I started the other company, Terracell Lab Solutions, to uh, help dentists build in-house labs. It's one of those things where I feel like in, in one way, I could be killing my own business. But then at the same time, I've had experiences with technicians that uh we established labs. We did one in, in Ocala in Florida, and the technician there, you know, is making, you know, over over $100,000. And for him in Florida, and especially in that area, I mean, it's like you're rich. Can you tell me about that company? Like, what do you do? 
I don't mean to interrupt you, but that sounds amazing. So like, what, what do you do? Yeah. Doing? So about a year ago, I started a company called Charisal Lab Solutions. And basically our focus is to help and consult dentists into building a lab in-house. And we do the training, the, all the education, the sales. So we're selling everything from milling machines, 3D printers, software, suction unit, benches, everything. And we go, we do the installation, the training. And uh, we even do recruitment services where we can recruit someone or train someone already on staff to be able to do the stuff digitally. I mean, it's all digital now, so it's really all designing and milling, printing. Yeah, and also a lot of the, you know, what it is too is I I feel that there's going to be more dentist offices build in-house labs that would translate into more dental technicians needed for, because there's more labs now and they're better paying probably better benefits. I mean, most labs give almost no benefits. So, you know, overall, I think it's a good cause, you know, even though, like I said, it may be hurting my own lab. I think overall, it's going to help, you know, a lot of people, a lot of careers uh, grow tremendously. I mean, I worked at a dental office, you know, in an in-house lab for about three years. And I learned a lot, you know, I learned a lot seeing the patient, seeing your work in the patient's mouth, you know, makes you want to get better. And, discussing with a dentist and you're doing this and that so i think there's going to be a lot of those opportunities and you know it was kind of like do i watch it happen or do i help kind of make it happen so i was like you know i'd rather make it happen and be the one to sit back watching it happen for sure i'm all over the place too yeah yeah but that's super interesting i think there's gonna be need for for both you know in-house technicians and the labs i don't think they're gonna like one is gonna disappear in front of the other but I just want to also just point to you how ingenious Jeffrey is. You know, he's just such a visionary and innovator. And it makes me feel so happy. You know, every time I speak to him, he has new ideas. Where is this going to all take him? And I learned so much from him. So now for me to learn from him, it's just such a honor and pleasure. You got a lot going on, Jeff. <laughs> I always call Renata professor and she's like, just call me Renata. And I'm like, I just, I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Do you remember when you started the program, Renata? Did you see any of this in the early days? Oh, you know what? When I was in the program, we didn't have any digital, right? We we just started yeah. having cell phones because I remember I got a oh. flat tire. That actually got me a cell phone. So I would be connected for the <laughs> first time. But my dream was actually to be able to be a digital technician and work from home and do cases on a computer, you know, with coffee in my hand and just be a professional of that kind. And now it's actually coming to fruition for other technicians, which I am so happy that digital is, is taking over because there's a lot less errors, I think, with digital and it eases the technician's uh, world. And it makes us into even more needed professionals because dentists don't want to spend time designing, manufacturing, and finishing the restorations. So there is going to be a need for it, but we're just going to have to be more evolved technicians. When people start the program now, are they interested in the digital? Is that why they got into the program or are they surprised to see it in the program? I think you have mixed Mixed, yeah, yeah, mixed emotions when they're coming to the program. Some of them don't know what to expect. Some of them just, you know, shift because they didn't get to other programs. Those who come meaningfully that they know they're getting themselves into dental technology, they know a little bit more. And when you show them the digital world and you excite them with it, you know, they get excited. I think it's more challenging to do digital because all of a sudden from being like a kid in a 
sandbox, you know, playing with models and, and walks and everything else. Now all of a sudden you're sitting in front of the computer for hours and you get exhausted, you know, just working on a computer. Mm. But I think when you compare, you know, one and the other, it's like they're both so valuable and the students eventually grow to understand and enjoy it, I hope. You had that experience, Aniza. You went from, you start the program, you're analog, you're playing in wax. How did it transition to the computer? Well, like uh, Professor Bunny said, I was actually having a lot of fun with the traditional method of everything. But yeah. um, once I got a hang of the uh, digital software, I first, it, like I said before, it, it was very challenging in the beginning because it was something different. It was almost like they took me away from the stuff that I was having fun with. And then now I have to sit in one place trying to mm. understand the digital aspect of it. But then once when I got the hang of it, I was actually having fun with that too. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of wow. do it. And it's great that we get to learn both methods. And then because when you go into the real world, obviously, you need to know both, especially today. It's very important to learn the digital aspect because God forbid of like a pandemic that is going on right now. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you here, even in our lab, I mean, we have digital designers that have no idea how to do it by hand. Wow. And then when you get something in that, that can't be done digitally... Uh, like my arc nemesis right now, posting cores. Ooh, right. I all of a sudden need someone to hand wax and right. they can't. And it's good to have that skill of both. I try and I just can't, I just don't enjoy it. Like I really want to push myself in that direction. Ceramist by trade and I don't know, it just, it just doesn't do it for me, I guess. Do you find students that don't transition well to the computers? Yeah, there's always, you know, students who prefer hands-on, even when it comes, not even dental technology, but testing, you know. When we do sure. testing on the computers, they prefer, you know, pen and paper. So you're always mm -hmm. going to have that. And I think the younger generations, they, you know, I've been teaching now for 17 years. Every next generation that comes, you know, they question the digital world less and less because they sort of born with the digital <laughs> chip in their brains. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. We're aging ourselves, but that's true. <laughs> My son loves it, and I just uh, don't. You know, Elvis, the thing is, I'm a ceramist. I'm a CDT yeah. as well. And as much as I love building ceramics and I love waxing and shaping and doing what we used to do the analog way, the computer and the, these softwares really make it so easy. And when you're in a production setting, time is money and time is valuable. So mm -hmm. if I can waxing a diagnostic wax up and I have to start you know, laying, you know, little by little adding wax, I could do it in 15 minutes on a computer. Right. You don't even want to sit there and wax it anymore. It takes too long. Yeah. And then the other thing is, you know, on the computer, the symmetry of things, everything is to a level that you have to be very skilled to be able to, to do that by hand, which, you know, I mean, it's been the way it's been done for many years. You know, many people that can do it and they do a great job at it. But the software and, you know, these programs, just facilitated so much that is the reason why a lot of labs go digital. It does increase production in the sense of like less time doing things, you know? Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on printed dentures? You think that's going to take off or ever take off? Are you doing them? Are you interested in them? I've designed them and I've done them. I don't think they look better than the traditional dentures. I think 
The traditional dentures are still much better. They kind of evolved a little bit. They were going from 3D printed, but they were like one color. When you make a denture the traditional way, you can add some coloring into it. You can add some, you know, you got the veins you can put in there. You got some stuff you can do with it. But 3D printed, it's just one, you know, monochromatic denture base. And then let's say you mill the teeth or you 3D print the teeth. You 3D print the teeth, it's monochromatic looking tooth. Just one Mm -hmm. color. There's no translucency. And then if you mill it, it looks better, but then the base still doesn't look good. So I don't know. I, I, I think it's better. I mean, there's yeah. nothing like these Ivoclar teeth or some of these you know, dentured cards that just look beautiful yeah. and having someone do them the traditional way. You know, so I, I tell that to my dad. Yeah. He's a denture man all the time. And I'm like, he's always like, you know, there's not that many denture labs now. There's not that many denture labs. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't, it makes no sense to me why, uh, at least here in New York, I don't know. It's not that easy to find a job as a dentureman, but I still definitely think mm-hmm. that that's going to be something that's going to be here for a long time. For some dentists, the 3D printed ones are acceptable, but I, I honestly, like, you can't even compare them. They, they don't they don't look that good to me, the 3D printed denture. And then now they're milling them, you know, with, like, the PM7s and machines like that where you can, like, yeah. mill it all in one mm-hmm. shot. And, you know, they look okay, mm-hmm. but... Are they great? You know, I don't know if you've seen like some of the stuff, like, for example, like uh, Oscar Galvez does some beautiful denture work. And it's just, you know, you can't get that kind of, of a look on a 3D. No. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. Not without spending four hours after you mill it. Yeah. So then what's the point? Might as well wax and press. Exactly. Yeah. So your dad's still working? Yeah. Yeah. He's still doing dentures. He's still working, man. Awesome. Hey, Anisa, are you thinking about getting your CDT at some point? You know, I might. I really might because I'm the type of person, like, I want everything. (laughs) I want want my basket full. (laughs) I'm sure Professor Bunny knows that, like, on my plate, you can have 10 things and then I still want more. Like, right now, I'm, like, working on, like, eight scholarships at the moment and I still don't say no to more. So, yeah, I might. She never says no. Good for you. (laughs) overachiever i love it she doesn't know the word no it's not in her vocabulary (laughs) that's how you get on the podcast no yep (laughs) yes that's how you become famous you should add as many letters after your name as possible (laughs) yes i'm trying i'm trying my best (laughs) there still is a lot more i was actually just thinking to enroll into a medical assisting program just to learn more about anatomy since i will need it in uh, dental school but we'll see how time yeah. we'll need it yeah sure why not <laughs> <laughs> i have 10 other programs for you anisa <laughs> you know i'll take them <laughs> you are crazy you have no filter there yeah the first to graduate every program from the school yes. so what's next for the school renata what exciting things are happening Well, the next most exciting thing will be to get out of COVID and come back to facilities and teach, you know, to use the beautiful building that we have, the beautiful classrooms and some of the equipment we recently got and and the tree shape that we have, lab, you know, just to be able to use in the classroom and help the students learn. That's going to be the next exciting thing. Because I have to tell you, I go there to teach lab. And when you're in a class with the students, you all of a sudden you have this very different appreciation of togetherness, of being there, of being able to help the students and them working together and them really, you know, trying to do their part because they know that we can shut down. They know that somebody can get COVID. We may go on quarantine. So, you know, it's kind of being in a limbo a little bit. We're trying to do our best and nothing of the bad things. 
things, but they linger in the back of your head. So we take every day as it comes at this time. Yeah. yeah. Is there a timeline to open back up? fully or they still just kind of waiting and playing well there is a talk to fully open in fall 2021 but from what i'm hearing you know still you know because the COVID is still a threat we think that most of the classes that don't require hands-on experiences will still be held online Mm -hmm. and the hands-on experiences are going to start coming back i think the college opened this spring more classes for architecture and engineering which Mm -hmm. they were not able to come back last semester. So, you know, slowly it's starting to open up. For us, you know, it's actually a great thing to be able to hold lectures, at least online, because there was always an issue when we can fit our lectures into the classrooms because there was just not enough classrooms on campus. Hmm. So there are definitely going to be changes. Definitely changes. So that's actually a good thing then for you guys. We're trying to find the best, you know, in, yeah. in what we can do. And I and I see a lot of professions, probably including Dental Lab, like what Jeffrey is doing, you know, having designers design from different countries or, or different states and just shoot, you know, the design through the computer. Or just like us, we we doing the virtual classrooms, you know, and things like that, you know, would have taken years and years to actually accomplish. And we did it like in a few weeks. And now that we've done it, now that we know this new technology and we can implement it, I think it's going to stay with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You too. Yeah, COVID accelerated everything that was going to happen anyway. It just happened a lot quicker. (laughs) A lot, a lot quicker. What about you, Jeffrey? What's next for you? If you can fit anything else on your plate. (laughs) Yeah, no. I have these new businesses, you know, aside from the lab to grow. Yeah. I'm just looking, I guess the future is just seeing if I'm able to travel the country to build these labs and just create jobs for people, hopefully, you know, not paid by me, but, you know, hopefully if you notice, like right now when you go and especially because we have digital dental craftsmen, I get a lot of calls from dental offices looking for technicians. That's growing Mm. tremendously. There's such a need for these in-house technicians. And you know what, like, you know, maybe the lab owners are not going to be happy with me, but the people, the workers are going to be happy because they're going to be hopefully going to be a lot of jobs for a lot of people. Yeah. As Anisa was saying, you know, I do think that the in-house lab, you know, as she's looking to build it, it's going to be hopefully from my perspective, it's, it's going to be more of them than there are going to be the commercial labs. There's always going to need be a need for a commercial lab because not everything can really be done in-house. Absolutely. But sure. a lot of the work is being done in-house now. And, you know, whether we like it or not, I mean, I'm a lab owner too. And as much as I don't like it as a lab owner, it's just going to happen, you know? Yeah. I think it's a great avenue for a technician. Same here. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a lab and I'm looking for technicians and I want to keep the business too. But as a profession... That's a great career, you know? Elvis, just look at this. Like, for example, Clear Choice is now all over the place. And these guys are creating jobs. They're building these offices all over the place. And they're paying really well. And, you know, it's like labs can't even compete with the salaries of so, yeah. that they, these people are being offered with benefits and vacations and everything. Benefits and everything, yeah. Honestly, uh, if that's how it's going to be, that's great. I mean, imagine a dental student from City Tech coming out and going to work at one of these places making like, you know, they're paying very well, uh, more than labs yeah. usually do. So I think what you're going to see is the need for more well-rounded technicians and this chain production facility kind of technician to be less of. You know, like you know, the guy that just did one little step 
I think there's going to be more of the guys that, like, you're going to have to learn everything. Yeah. It's a huge opportunity. Huge. Well, hopefully, Aniza will get a technician for her practice from City Tech. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least one of the educational institutions throughout the country. It's so funny that you said that. I was joking around with my classmates that graduated with me from this program. I have a friend named Carlos in that class, and I keep telling Carlos, I'm like, Carlos, you're going to work for me when when I (laughs) do this. Like, no, Anisa, no, Anisa, I'm going to own my own lab. I'm like, nope, I guarantee you're going to come to me for a job. (laughs) I'm still laughing about it. (laughs) Just wait, what, six years for dental school or something? or. Maybe a little more than that, because I am going for an oral surgery program as well. Of course you are. Of course she is. <laughs> How could I even assume you wouldn't? Yeah, I hope that wasn't a surprise for you. No, not at all. It's not a surprise at all. I'll also vote for you when you run for president. So Yes. <laughs> we love our ambitious students, and we love their passion, and we are just happy to be part of it. That's great. So do you guys try to convince other people to join? the program that you meet out in the world do you recommend hey you guys should go to city tech yes i definitely do i have a friend that i worked with and her son just graduated from high school and wanted to pursue something in the dental field so i i really recommended him that and i think that he's going to apply to the program soon thank you anisa nice yeah that's fantastic keep spreading the good word spread the news i'm trying trust me i'm trying yeah what do you do, Jeff? Just hire him? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think this field is, is so cool, man. Like, you know, what other field can play with 3D printers, milling machines, internal <laughs> scanners, photogrammetry systems? I mean, you name it. I mean, all the technology in the world to play with. And I mean, at least for me, it's it's fun, especially now that I'm, I got a, like a product sales company going. Talking to like the, the the CEOs of the, all these 3D printing companies, and they're telling me about like all these products coming out and resins. And then you got the milling companies coming out with more stuff to just produce faster or whatever. So I see kind of like, you know, even as a lab owner, before I opened up the education and this other thing, I didn't get a perspective of what was coming. But now because I'm selling, I, I also now get to see kind of what's coming. And that's why I'm kind of positioning myself in a place where I'm like, OK, you know, this is where it's going to go. It's a perspective that there's so much stuff going on in dentistry from virtual articulating, facial scanning. Honestly, there's so many things. So it's such a fun field that I definitely would recommend it to, to people. Mm-hmm. And I think that if the jobs for dental technicians do evolve to be where you can get paid really well and you know in a dental office with benefits and this and that like then yeah like you know why not recommend it to somebody you know there's so much i mean i don't know what other field is there that can do and that plays with all these things that we're getting to play with i, I don't know true and make a difference in yep. people's lives and it's artistic you know like yeah you could sit behind a bench you know office and this and that that's you know that's fine you know you, you the artistry and in, in, in what we do the there's, there's a lot of things that that make dentistry really fun you know collaborating with the doctors having discussions you know there's definitely been a at least from when i started to now such a change in the way that dental technicians were looked at by dentists there's much more respect now i feel like i oh sure yeah oh yeah it is turning out pretty good for dental technicians to have to say 
They need us more than we need I them. Agree. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know, if, oh, if I could open my own clinic, I'd tell you right now, it would be so easy. <laughs> yep. Well, Charlie, uh, Jeffrey's yeah, going to be there first. <laughs> yes, I was just going to ask Jeffrey, could you help me, please, when I finish my education? Absolutely. Well, there you go. She wants to book you 10 years from now. <laughs> Yeah. Put it on your calendar. You know, I, I definitely take my hat off to Anisa because I kind of found myself at one point, you know, where I was like, you know, do I go to dental school? Like, and I really wanted to. I started looking into it. I was getting referrals, you know, I, I was getting ready to do it. And then I was like, okay, but, you know, I'm married now. I have a kid. I'm like, we're going to be eating sandwiches. We're going to be eating, you know, like, yeah. you just couldn't, you know, so it's one of those things where I feel like you got to take advantage while you still have someone else that can kind of take care of you. Once you, you know, once yes. you have a family, it's not easy. But you know, people do do it. You know, so I take my oh, hat yeah. off to, to those people too. It's a huge undertaking going to dental school. It's a huge undertaking. Yeah, you made the right choice, Jeffrey. I, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> You're- I remember sitting with my wife. I was like, you know, one day I was like, I've met dental lab owners, and you know, Renata knows some of these people that are living way better than dentists. And I'm, oh yeah, oh, they got sure. like houses in like islands and private this and that, and then you know mansions over here and this. And yeah. That. So I'm like, I don't know if these guys could do it. Like maybe I could do it too. You know, maybe go go this route. Dennis, they make good money too. But that's when I realized, like, yeah, I have to own my own lab in order to to get there. So that's where I started going in that transition. It's whatever drives you, man. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, your family drives you a lot. You know, when you have kids and stuff. Sure. Definitely gives you a whole nother perspective. For sure. We easily hit the hour mark. Jeffrey, Aniza, thank you so much. Thank you. For coming on the program. Thank you. And of course, Renata, our third year. Thank you so much. Three right. years. Congratulations, guys. You are doing an amazing job. All the congratulations go to you today. Three years in the making. Unbelievable. Yeah. We haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> Keep up a good job. <laughs> and Renata, thank you for what you're doing for the industry, you know, getting all these people educated, but more importantly, keeping them passionate about what they do and what we do. It's the key to all of it. Always. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. We'll talk to everybody soon. Right. Bye. Bye. The Asiga Max, the world's most advanced lab 3D printer, offers exceptional productivity. Well over 400 labs in the U.S. can attest to its accuracy, speed, and precision. With the 62 micron print precision, the Max is optimized for both the dental lab or the clinical environment. Its exclusive SPS smart positioning system technology guarantees that every single layer is formed accurately resulting in consistent results in any environment. And its single point calibration makes calibration extremely accurate and fast. As an open material system, you can print any suitable resin from any material manufacturer. Your choice, no strings. The Max also features the fastest material changeover of any 3D printer. Labs love this change completely from one print resin to another in under 30 seconds, which is really amazing because you and I both know how hard that is. All of this and the finest, most dependable technical support staff in the dental lab industry. 
Call Whitmix today or visit Whitmix.com to find out more about the Asiga Max. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. A huge thanks to Renata, Jeff, and Aniza for coming on our podcast and telling us about your experiences at a dental technology school. We were super excited to be able to talk to Renata again on our third anniversary and so appreciate her being our very first guest. It's important to understand that the schools in our industry play a very important role in the growth and development of the dental lab profession. While there are not many schools left, unfortunately, it would benefit vendors and manufacturers in our industry to support these schools so there will continue to be technicians to use their products and services. It's also important for labs of all sizes to support Renata School and the others out there to ensure that we have qualified technicians to enter our workforce. And that I really, really mean that. I, I hope you guys really love this podcast and support them. There are many ways to do that, but the easiest is to provide these graduates with good pay and employment when they come out and need a career. Yes, and I will hire anybody from a school. Same here. <laughs> they just yep. never want to come to Indiana. I don't know why. I don't know why either. But <laughs> I can guess, and one of them is the 20 degrees it is there today. Yeah, the weather sucks. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. Make sure, don't forget, head over to voicesfromthebench.com slash store to pick up a t-shirt or something fancy to wear at the next convention. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Shoot me.